Hello, and welcome to the Paddock Pass podcast. I am Jensen Beeler of Asphalt and Rubber, but I'm not quite your host this week as we have a bit of a special show for you. This is because we are sharing with you today one of our Patreon episodes, which features World Superbike rider Scott Redding. In the show, our man Steve English sits down with Scott to discuss the World Superbike season so far. Steve and Gordo then separately add their own analysis to the show, and it all makes for an interesting listen. If you like episodes like this and want to help support the Paddock Pass podcast, we hope you will join us on Patreon, as we are always adding unique content there. Do also keep an ear out for the French GP show with David and Neil later this week. But until then, here are Steve, Gordo, and Scott Redding, and as always, thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to Paddock Pass Podcast, a Patreon special with uh, myself, Steve English, and Gordo Ritchie. And on this show, we're going to have an interview with Scott Redding, and we're going to look back on what we've seen from Scott Redding so far through the course of the 2020 season. And Gordo, I don't think there's been a rider that's come into the championship with as much expectation as Redding did this year. I think everyone sort of expected him to win races, expected him to be the big championship rival to Jonathan Ray, and... uh, He's been able to live up to most of that hype, but uh, it's been a tougher season than I think some people would have expected. Yes, um, I think for years uh, we haven't seen anybody quite like Scott that came in with the rep and the expectation, most of it from the UK, but also from other areas, a bit given what he did in BSB in his first year. Um, I was expecting a lot of the guy and I think he's delivered on most of it. Uh, What he's found is that Jonathan is quite a tough nut to crack on the Kawasaki. He's been on it for a long time. And I think he's also found that the Ducati at this level has also got a few foibles that you have to get working properly to be able to compete for a full season. And he, the, the thing that gets me is that I think generally he has. Um, there's been a couple of results that haven't gone his way. But in general, I think he has made as much of an impact as I think anybody could uh, generally expect of him. Yeah, because I think coming into this season, there was probably more expectation on him than we've seen for a lot of other riders that have come into the championship, just because we saw what Bautista did at the start of last year on the V4R. Yes, I mean, obviously, Jonathan would have lost the World Championship last year if Bautista had carried on in any kind of fashion the way he started the season. Um, It was obvious what was possible on a bike that was quite as fast as that from a manufacturer that's won as many titles as they have. Um, It all went wrong last year. We're still slightly mystified as to really why. But certainly the package is as potent a one as Jonathan's faced and Scott on the bike is as potent a rider um, in any circumstance as well um, that we've seen coming in as a first-year rider in the championship for some time um, I think he's he's generally delivered I think when the bike hasn't been able to do it he hasn't been able to do it or the setup or whatever it is that's missing but we've seen him win races we've seen him compete well um, and it's been entertaining all the way it's just been pure entertainment and when you look at this season as a whole Gordy you mentioned there how entertaining it's been we've had I think seven different winners we've had ten riders on the podium so far this before Magni Core, so we've still got another six races left and still got riders that could get onto the podium. But this has been a season unlike any other. It's been a year where it's been really condensed. It's been a strange season in a lot of ways on track. And 
we've got an interview with Scott as well where I asked him about how the fact that this was a year whenever we came back at Hareth where I thought it was going to be tougher from Johnny to win the championship because he had lost out in some of his best tracks but this was actually a year where it was probably tougher on Scott because he missed out on races he missed out on rounds he missed out on information and instead of having 13 rounds to really play his trade as a rookie he's limited to 8 rounds and suddenly there's a lot less room for error Yes, and that's the the problem is that every race result counts nearly double this year. Um, we're going to have a decently long season, um, even because we've got three races on a weekend. But yes, it's been a very condensed season. There hasn't been time to go away and do a lot of work. We haven't had the ability of people to jet around literally as much as they would have done. Um, and people to have face-to-face meetings and all the things it takes to turn a bike into a truly winning package. It's just been such an odd year. It's been a very difficult year to come into this championship because of the level of competition, the variety of competition, as you've seen, you've mentioned earlier how many different winners there have been. Um, But the person who is riding high behind Jonathan has been Scott, which is very significant. I think there's a lot of other very talented riders who haven't had the season that Scott Redding's had in his first season. So, yes, there was a lot of expectation on him. Um, maybe too much given all the other circumstances round about. Uh, so maybe we'll see the best of him next year. Yeah, I definitely think he's lived up to the expectation for me for what we could have expected from him. I don't think it was really going to be this case of coming in and even with the Ducati as good a package as it is, coming in and over the course of a full season to beat Johnny's always going to be a challenge for anyone. But particularly whenever Kawasaki had the knowledge of how good the Ducati was. Last year, they were taken aback by how strong the Ducati was. This year, they were at least able to go in knowing what to expect. And I think that for Ray, for Pararriba, they were able to come up with a really good plan for how to attack things. But I wanted to ask you about what you've seen from Scott and his crew chief, Giovanni Krupe, because obviously they've got a great relationship from winning the British Championship last year and they've been able to bring that forward to this season they have and that's probably helped them in lots of ways Um, but there's so many new things for that partnership to deal with Um, everything from the competition literally who they are to the level it's running at um, and to the fact that this the the bike is is again different from the one they had last year same but different Um, it's been a very everything in racing that makes you win is a package and it's actually been this season's been a very difficult one because of the the very shortness of it and the condensed nature of it but the package isn't perfect yet for Scott it maybe wasn't perfect for Bautista even early last year and but we only found that out halfway through the season Um, he's not had the same and he's built let's face it the guy is a lot bigger a lot heavier, and every engineer I've ever spoken to in the paddock said that that does make a difference. Ultimately, it makes a difference. It makes the tyres work harder. It makes, the, the the whole bike has to just be better set up because you're a bigger rider. Yeah, we talked to Scott about that during the interview where he talks in terms of the fact that it was so difficult to be able to translate the data from Bautista because you can be as fast as him through the corner, faster than him through the corner, but you're giving up so much on the straight. So whenever you're listening to the interview, keep, in, keep your ears peeled for that. But uh, Gordo, just uh, one last thing before we cut to the interview with Scott. I wanted to ask you about what we've seen from him in terms of our dealings with him because I asked him about something like Aragon, where we saw that he was really fixated on what he couldn't use, the SCX tyre. 
And for us on the outside, it was tough to understand because we were looking at it where the biggest challenge is against Jonathan. And when you listen to the interview, Scott's answer is very revealing about that where he's talking in terms of, well, someone was beating me on my bike. So there was clearly more potential from the Ducati that I couldn't use. What was your take on what we've seen from Reading at times through the season? Um, I understand exactly what he means because he genuinely can't use that tyre. He's also probably, as you say, starting to fixate on it a little bit. You have to work with what you can use. There have been times where Charles didn't have the front tyre he ideally wanted to have. There's been the odd occasion that Jonathan will tell you the same thing. Well, you have to work around it. You have to use what you, you, you have got, not what you haven't got. He can't make himself any lighter. He's already lost a few kilos in lockdown. Um, he has to work with what he's got. He has to find a package that works track to track, maybe not perfectly, and maybe, maybe this is what's wrong, is that in the past they've been able to get the bike for him exactly the way he wanted it, and now they can't. Well, that, in GPs, that's the whole point. Unless you get the bike perfect, you're not even going to compete. Here... It seems obvious to me that Jonathan's won a few races when the bike wasn't exactly perfect, but it was consistent. He knew what it was going to do. Um, and maybe Scott needs to stop worrying about the SCX and what other people can do on it and just concentrate on his what he's got, what he can do, and do it every weekend. Because if he can translate his Jerez weekend into a season, then he's, he's going to be fighting for the championship every year. No, I'll tell you what, Gordo... I think our listeners, they've paid the money to listen to what Scott Redding has to say, more so than even what you have to say. So let's hear from the man himself. Scott Redding, just sitting down with us for 15 minutes here in Magny Court to talk about his progress through his rookie season. So Scott Redding joining us on the Paddock Pass podcast. And Scott, it's been an interesting year. When you look at, obviously, this season, there's been a big break at the start of the year, but uh, first season in World Superbikes, and you've been able to take the lessons from BSB, and you've been able to have some good weekends, had some tough weekends as well. Yeah, it's been quite mad, really. It's been great to be part of the World Superbike series. I must say that's been a, a good part of it. Um, but yeah, having that first race at Phillip Island and then having that time off, it didn't really affect me, but having such a short season maybe did. Um, you know, missing time for development and stuff. It's like a sprint season, should we say. But, you know, never, nevertheless, it's been, been good. We won some races. You know, we've had the championship for some time, been battling with the best of the best of World Superbike, um, which is very good. You know, I just keep forgetting sometimes that I am a rookie and it's my first year and, you know, people keep saying to me but I said I don't really care like <laughs> I know what my goal is to do and I know what I'm capable of doing here um so it has had a couple of tough weekends which put us a little bit on the back foot for the championship um and I knew coming into this championship what not to do and that small crash in Aragon was what not to do but you know sometimes it also happens but it's been definitely a good change and I've really enjoyed you know being here and getting in the mix with it Obviously, last year you were on the same bike in BSB, but very different spec. Like, what was the biggest challenge for you to try and adapt to British tracks? Obviously, very different to what we get here on Grand Prix style tracks. Yeah, to be honest, the change to BSB was just kind of scary for the tracks and no electronics and stuff. But, you know, still, again, I knew that, you know, if you can ride a bike pretty well, you should be able to sort it out. And uh, I felt quite good from the get-go, really. It was just uh, some of the tracks took a bit more time. You know, it's kind of normal. But coming back to World Superbike was easier for me. I felt like, I felt not in the unknown, should I say. It was just understanding the ties at this level, um, which was the biggest thing. And 
and just how these guys are racing and riding. You have a, you know, you have the Super Pole race, you have Super Pole itself. It's all stuff new that I haven't had. Um, but I, I feel comfortable here. What did you make of something like the Super Pole race? Obviously, for a lot of riders, when they come into Superbikes, they talk about two races in a weekend being quite good. But now that we've got that third race as well, it's something very different. Yeah, the Super Pole race in Phillip Island, I didn't really feel it was a super pole race because everyone was still saving the tire and when i got to jerez and we started i thought fuck like these boys are going like i didn't know what to expect so then i start to understand uh, a bit more what to do with a super pole race and know that it is just a kind of a sprint race um, and the three race thing is quite long weekend there's not a lot of uh, rest and recovery times so that was something i had to adapt to as well just when you look at the Super Bowl races especially, um, over the course of the last couple of rounds especially, you've been talking about the SCX tyre a lot. The Super Bowl race, that's where that tyre is designed for. Have you felt like you've been able to get the most out of it in those 10 lap races? Yeah, for the SCX in the 10 lap race, I feel I definitely can get the most out of it for sure. I mean, that's what it's designed for uh, on an average for everyone. Um, and I feel that we can. I tried the zero in Barcelona that I felt was good, but it was, you cannot compete with it really. Um, but for the long races, for a bigger rider especially, it's something that we can afford to use. And this year, a few guys have used it and benefited from it too. Obviously, whenever we were in Aragon, you were focusing on that Rinaldi was able to use it. For us on the outside, it was strange because someone like Johnny never really uses it in the feature races. And, you know, we would view it that that's who you should be focused on as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, absolutely. Um, I get that point. But I'm in a position where I needed to beat Johnny, not look at him. Um, so I was looking in areas where I could maybe just take a gamble that will pay off. Um, it's, it's a hard decision. It's a really hard decision. I know that they were thinking the same thing of maybe taking that tire. <laughs> so we were both in the same boat, but he's got fucking i don't know how many years of knowledge underneath them about these tires themselves let alone with the same bike that they can make a final decision we're still in the unknown with the bike i'm still in the unknown with the team and they're an unknown with me we're a great package but sometimes you don't know then you have to decide and you're in a position where you need to win races but you can't do it with that tire maybe with this one and it wasn't a nice position to be in and especially for it not to work um but we did the best we could do with with that package at that time um, and another good thing for Johnny is you're always the fastest one on the Kawasaki so you don't look to anyone else when someone starts beating you on the same bike you need to figure out why that's happening so he doesn't have that issue so he never doubts his decision um, I'm always very confident in what I choose but when someone's doing something that's quite a big step difference because Ronaldo humiliated everyone with the SCX at Aragon you've got to think that is a possibility just when you look at weekends like that where, you know, obviously Rinaldi has a great performance like that, shows what he could do with the Ducati that weekend. We saw what you could do with it in Hareth. When this bike's working well, it's a great package. But what's the biggest issue to try and make it more rounded? It's just um, getting the bike to work is a very small window. When it works, it's great. If it don't, it's not so great. If it works, you can win. If it doesn't, you may be fourth or fifth. Kawasaki, if it's good, it can win. If it's a bit so-so, they're second or third. And that's where making championships makes a difference. So it's not far off, but it definitely just needs tweaking to make it better overall package for for different 
conditions, different tracks, different situations. And I think that's where we need to work for the future. Was it like that in BSB as well? Yeah, sometimes, you know, BSB is also other manufacturers. Sometimes Suzuki can win, sometimes um, BMW was up there, then Honda, that's the characteristics of the circuits there. And also because there is no electronic to help anybody. Whereas here, it's a little bit more bike and electronic, more than rider and track. Has that surprised you that over the course of the last few years, whether it's in Grand Prix, whether it's here, it looks like it is much more bike dependent than it had been in the past? It has come over the years, especially in MotoGP, is a is a huge thing, you know, and that's why it's so it's so close all the lap times because it's just the limit, and there's a limit you can hit as a rider, and that's more or less what you can do. Um, here seems a similar thing, a little bit different. Sometimes someone will get up there a bit different, but um, BSB was definitely a level playing field. You could turn up at Thruxton, and you know the the Hondas could be on fire, and then you could go to Silverstone, and the Suzukis are always fast. So it makes it interesting for the championship too. What have you made of BSB this year? Um, I don't know bit like no one wants to win the championship honestly um i've been watching it a little bit on and off um but it's good because there's always different winners it makes the championship very interesting um but it's just uh difficult because again it's like a sprint season for them not so much happening not so much going on and then all of a sudden they got a race and everyone's hungry um but yeah i couldn't tell you i think it's gonna win the championship you think uh, Glenn has a gap and then goes a few races later and it's gone again. So you, you don't know and it's it's quite interesting for spectators to watch that. What's the level like in BSB now and what was it like last year when you were there? Um, it's hard to say when you're not there. Um, I had my money for Brooksy to win the championship. Um, struggling quite a lot. Tommy also. Um, but I don't believe if I was there, I would be struggling as much. You know what I mean? I don't see myself going there and being in that situation. I would refuse it to happen. Um, so I don't know if it's the way they're riding the bike with the new tire. Um, but then the Hondas have come out. They've both been quite fast. There's a couple of young guys coming up. So it's hard to say. But the level of BSB is 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 quite high, You know, especially on those British circuits. And what about the level in Worlds now? Because from all of us watching, we've been able to see lots of riders win races, lots of riders have podiums this year. It's hard to think of when there's been this kind of depth of field, whether it's bikes and riders. Yeah, it's quite mad, really, because it's the same in MotoGP. It's weird how it's happened at the same time after such an odd situation that's happened in the world. Then all of a sudden, you've got different winners at every different race meeting that makes it very interesting to watch on TV. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what about, uh, obviously this season, everyone had the expectation it was going to be you and Johnny fighting for the championship. That's how it's played out. But when you look at yourself, where do you see your big strength compared to him? When you look at him, what's his big strength? His big strength is um, consistency and experience. You know, he's quite a bit older than me. He's been around a long time. I think five titles. He's got five titles, same bike, pretty much back to back. It's quite hard to beat someone like that, but it's not impossible. And we've proved that we can beat him. And again, people maybe see it bigger than me because I'm a rookie, you know, but I don't look at it like that. I feel like I've been here enough years to be able to beat him. Um, but then it's just that experience things sometimes come in, making the tire choice is a little bit different. Um, and just being on a bike, they're still very new. You know, this, this V4 is very, very new still. So I think it just needs more time to find that consistency with the bike that will help me find a bit more consistency. Um, 
but no, racing with Johnny has been very good. He's a very clean rider, not doesn't do anything too stupid, so I respect that a lot. Um, can fight very hard, but very clean, and that's that's great if you're in a battle with someone for a championship. Um, I have uh, big respect for that, and I think that's how it should be. Just um, when you look at the relationship you have with Johnny as well, it's surprised a lot of people that there doesn't seem to be any attempts from either of you really to get in each other's head. It seems that there's just that level of respect for each other. Um, if you want to get in someone's head, um, probably Jerez rattled him the most. Um, but I won't go out my way to do it. You know what I mean? I don't see the point. I'm there to race. He's there to race and go home to his family and his children. I don't want to go and fuck with no one for, for no reason. You know, we battle on the track. If he beats me, I'll shake his hand even if it hurts. And I think it's the other way around. As much as it hurts him to shake my hand when I beat him, he still does it. And that's how it is. And especially away from the racing and the paddock, there should be no issue to be between us. Um, I don't have an issue with him. He doesn't have an issue with me. But on the track, it's always quite different inside. You know, sure, he fucking hates me. And sure, I hate him on track. It's the way it goes. Obviously, when we had the big break and we came back and it was a shortened season, I kind of looked at it and said, Johnny's actually lost out on some of his best tracks. He's lost out on Aston, Donington, Qatar, Imola, places where he would have expected to go. And of those 12 races, he would have expected to win seven or eight of them. But did I kind of overlook that a shortened season probably hurts you? as a rookie where any of your mistakes got compounded yeah well that's the thing there is no time for mistakes and i've got to go to a track that i don't know um which can also be good can be bad um i've got to learn how these guys are racing know the tires go to each track and then if the bike's not working you've got to try and set it up i have no experience on setting this bike up with this tires in this situation so sometimes you end up going in circles and there's so much pressure to win. So you give everything you've got and sometimes it just doesn't work. And then it's hard to keep the focus and, and not let it go away. So it's, it is what it is. It's the same for both. You know, maybe he lost a bit. I lost a bit. Um, the biggest thing is I just need to remember that I am new. I just forget every time and I never want to say it's an excuse as to why. I couldn't be competitive at every race because if you can be competitive at one, you should be competitive at all. And that's the way I look at it. I remember we were chatting probably the end of your Aprilia year and you were saying that all you wanted was a good chance to be able to go out and win a race. All you wanted was a chance to be able to fight for a championship. Whenever we were chatting at Silverstone last year at BSB, you were saying that now you had that chance. Like, At what point does do you lose that sense of perspective for being able to get back to the front and it's suddenly just like you need to be able to win every week? What do you mean by that? Like when you go from thinking like, oh, I just want to be able to get myself back to show what I can do and then you're happy to be able to uh, be at the front. So and you always want more. That's the thing. Um, that is quite, yeah, it's a good question because, you know, in BSP is one of them things it was that motivation stayed at every track because it was always new to me. So I always felt like a point to prove. I always had a pressure and I believed I could show it. So it always motivated me extra more because people that are Royal Wright Scott off this weekend. And that motivated me to show that I can win at tracks I couldn't. And that was like every weekend. And then tracks that I won, I felt like at Donington, for example, I need to show that I can win all these races back to back to prove myself for Royal Superbike. Now in Superbike is like my target was podiums, got podiums, and my target was to win in Hareth. I won all three races. It was exactly how I said it to be. But once I won those three races, 
when I then was getting podiums, it wasn't satisfying me because I wanted to keep winning and, and keep beating Jonathan and, and the other guys. So even then when I win sometimes, I'm a, I, I don't get the same excitement. It's a mad feeling. That's why winning a championship is such a big thing because it's a long-term goal. Um, but I think it's also because the winning is becoming like the championship. If you win, you was leading. If you didn't, you won. And it was like that. And that's what made it so intense. Whereas now, when I made that small mistake in Aragon, it's jumped the, the, the gap out a little bit. So when I win now, it means a lot. But it's like I'm not doing any damage with that win. So it doesn't feel like I'm winning. And then obviously as well, it's a very different set of circumstances in morals compared to BSB. BSB, like you talked about, there were some circuits like Knockhill or Oldham Park or Cadwell where there wasn't that sense of expectation on you to go out there and get wins. But you always had the knowledge that it didn't really matter too much because it's the showdown that was going to be determined in the championship. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the showdown was something that I wasn't too sure about in the beginning, uh, especially when you get a championship lead and then you kind of give it all back. Um, but going to places like you know, knock hill and stuff. People say the track ain't that good, blah, blah, blah. And like, I love the track and it scared the hell out of me. And I like to win there and then go to Alton Park and win there, you know. And I wanted to win at Cadwell. Unfortunately, I got wiped out, but Cadwell was a tough one. I couldn't really show full, but it was just good, even though people didn't expect me to win from the team side, but people outside, like fans or sofa racers, like I say, oh, Scott Redden ain't going to win this weekend. Oh, the British fucking MotoGP star is not going to handle this track. And it was just to show them, like, I am not that person. Like, I will get down, get rough if I need to, to do my best and win. I battled with the two kings of Alton Park down to the last corner and I came out on top. And that was to me just to prove a point to them, even the riders, like, I can win where I don't know. It's just as it was like that. What was the trickiest thing for you last year I don't know really I just had a mega year start to finish just had fun wild just, just had absolute great fun probably the most difficult thing would have been wet tracks because I had no experience and Brands Hatch was forecast big red zone rain and I thought if this happens I could lose a championship um, and no, thanks to someone it didn't rain and we managed to pull it off but that was my biggest thing. If it ranks, I had no experience with those tires. And the only time I did, I crashed on my outlap. So I was really like hoping not for rain. And I managed to get away with it. So that was the only thing that worried me. Superbike racing's always been seen as a bit more bumping and boring compared to in GPs. And you definitely would have got that in BSB last year. Have you had the same sort of feeling here? No, I found it quite quite good in World Superbikes. Um there's definitely been some hard, good battles out on track, that's for sure. Uh, BSB was mad. MotoGP's only starting to get a bit better since Mark left, and they feel they can all have a chance at winning again. Um, but no, here, like, maybe you don't see it on TV like I see on track, but there's some moments I think, oh, that ain't going to work. Especially, you know, you've got Top Rack that's not scared of getting stuck in, and, you know, Loris Baz, Van der Mark, all them guys, everyone's willing to, to put a wheel in and have a good go. Obviously, we're talking here in Magni Core. There's two rounds left in the championship. You've still got a chance of winning the championship. But you've got next season to look forward to as well. Hopefully, a, a fuller season, a more traditional season. Like, Is there anything that you look at that you really wouldn't be able to take from this year and build on to make the big step next year? Yeah, it ain't over till the fat lady sings. You know, it's, Even if inside you know it's, it's, it's partly done, anything can happen. 
And it, what happened to me in Aragon can happen to Jonathan this weekend. It can happen in Estoril. I just always need to think that can happen. It can happen two times. It can happen three times. It can happen to anyone. Um, so you always need to keep there, keep the pressure, keep as close as you can um, and do the best that you can. Um, and the thing I want to take for next year is probably just experience and knowledge, you know, um, and just for Ducati, just to improve a little bit the bike. Like, we're really not far, but we don't need to win some races. We need to try and win all the races. Like Kawasaki, that's been their strong point in the past years, is they win so many races. And that's where we need to be if we want to beat Jonathan, you know. There's a few races to go, Estoril, uh, a track that I do know. Nobody's really raced there with a super bike, so it'll be quite open to see how we get on. Um, and if I can take it down to there... Who knows? So we'll just keep trying till the end. Just one last question for them as well, Scott. Obviously, for all of us looking at Ducati, since they brought the V4 or in last year, we were able to see what it could do with Bautista on it last year and able to run off into the distance. Very different championship then compared to now. Everyone's made a step forward. But does that make it very difficult for people to really get the full gauge on what's happening this season for you? Um, the thing is with Alvaro, we had such a big advantage with the speed. Um, it was like he was in a different league. You know, we can't even really compare the data because the only place I lose is the straights. So I'm doing the same as what he was doing. He was dominating races. I just don't have that advantage. And then their RPM got reduced. A few other guys got more, so it balanced it out. And then you get a heavier rider. We don't get really that close advantage of what they had in the past. And I believe having Alvaro winning races like that, they lost uh, lo- lost a little bit the way of development um, because having that advantage, if you had an issue in the corner, you just slow up a little bit, you're going to recover it anyway. Um, whereas Chaz was always, I know he was saying he was having some issues, but because Alvaro was always winning, it was hard for them to go out of that direction. But now there's two bigger riders on that have a similar issues Basically, this year is like their first year last year, having two bigger guys. So I think we got a lot of knowledge over these races and uh, we got some areas that we'd like to improve. All right. Thanks for joining us on the show, Scott. Lovely. Thank you very much. Yeah, some really interesting stuff there from Scott during the course of that interview. And I'm really excited, Gordo, to see how he does over the rest of the season, but more so excited to see what he does next year to see where he's really able to put the lessons from a rookie campaign into the 2021 season yes I think all he needs to find next year is consistency of bike and him as a package whatever he has to do to match the bike and whatever the bike has can do to match in with his requirements and to translate that weekend to weekend as we've seen that's what it takes to beat the existing uh, champion um, over a whole year all he needs is consistency on the podium all the time and then he's going to have a much better go at it than he, than he was able to have this season and, and we're not done we're not finished I, I say here and now nothing is decided yet we've still got two rounds left at time of this interview so there's a lot to happen yet but it does look like next year is going to be a better opportunity and hopefully gets a more normal season I agree with your earlier point he needs a more normal season full season to to have that bad result and it not count against them. Yeah, and it was interesting, obviously, when we chatting to Scott and he did say, look, there's still six races to go and anything can happen. He needs to 
carry that belief even if it's a long shot because all it takes is one retirement and suddenly championship's back on so he's got to make sure he's relentless all the way through the weekend here at Magni Corps and uh, we're going to try and make sure that we're relentless with our Patreon subscribers over the course of the next couple of months as well we want to make sure that we get more interviews like this whether it's from the Superbike Paddock or whether it's from the Grand Prix Paddock because we really do appreciate people putting their hands in their pocket and finding few dollars a month to be able to support the podcast it really does make a big difference for all of us so a big thank you to everyone for taking the taking the time to listen to this show and to invest in the podcast and for myself steve english from gordon ritchie big thank you and uh, until the next time in the paddock pass podcast we're looking forward to the next time we get to sit down and talk about a bit more from what we've seen from magni core gordo because this should be a really interesting weekend in world sbk it should be i'm looking forward to it always as right. thanks gordo